It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Vikings. This is your daily source for Minnesota Vikings news, analysis, and updates. I am your host, I'm your pal, I'm the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun, and I am so excited to bring you what is definitely one of the worst episodes of this show that I have done in a while. Why do you ask? Well, because we're going to cut Kirk Cousins today, and it gets absolutely silly and devastating, and I just can't wait. If you, for some unholy and devilish reason, enjoy this podcast, you can follow it on Twitter, at LockedOnVikings. You can follow me on Twitter, at LukeBronNFL. You can find this show anywhere you find your podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere. You can also ask your smart device, hey, play podcast, Locked On Vikings, and it'll find it. And that works with all of the Locked On shows, Locked On NFL, Locked On Draft. This is a great time to be following that. It'll all work, so check it out. It's a great way to access the podcast hands-free when you're in your car, for example, if this is something that you listen to on your morning or evening commute. We are also doing a pain bracket, in case I wasn't trolling enough with this show. Uh, We have gotten all the way down to the finals, 1998 versus 2009. The two things that hurt most for Vikings fans to think about go check it out and vote. I will put the link in the show notes as always. I uh, started that poll yesterday, but it will be on all the way into today as you're listening to this Friday, probably. So you should be able to find it beforehand. It is currently, it has been like neck and neck the whole time. It has not gone above 50%, 52% either way. And both NFC Championship games have gone like 52-48 and looked like they were going to win. And then the other one came back. It is dead even. So if you have an opinion, go vote because your vote definitely counts here. So before we get into the vicious absurdity that is cutting Kirk Cousins before the 2019 season and then trying to feel like a reasonable football team afterwards, we have some actual real news to get to. So uh, there was a tweet on Wednesday from Hercules Mata'afa, and if you are not familiar with that name, perhaps you are a more casual fan who doesn't really pay attention in the preseason or in OTAs, or perhaps you are a new fan to the team, in which case welcome and I'm sorry— Hercules Mata'afa was supposed to go in the third or fourth round of the 2018 draft. He ended up falling out of it entirely due to size issues. He uh, was a defensive tackle in college, I think, if I remember correctly, and he was really undersized for that. So it was basically you have to teach him how to be a linebacker. He can't play in the NFL, but he's this like crazy athlete. and He was an amazing defensive tackle. He was just way too small for the NFL. So the Vikings took him in undrafted free agency, and it was kind of exciting because, hey, maybe him being small, like, doesn't matter. It didn't matter in college, and maybe it still won't matter in the NFL. That'd be kind of cool. Towards ACL, missed the whole season. He tweeted on Wednesday, I am cleared, good to go, and he should be 100%. So if he does get another chance to make the Vikings, that would be a really fun time. And I know a lot of people were really excited after the draft to see what this guy could do. He's a really unique player, and he might actually, you know, kind of, he, he and Holton Hill were kind of the, like, really exciting undrafted free agents. Holton Hill turned out okay, and maybe Hercules Mata'afa would have turned out the same. I'm really excited to see what he can do if he can stay healthy through camp, and if, if that knee is actually right, and if all that athleticism wasn't lost. This should be really fun. He's also had all this time to, you know, maybe put on weight if that's what the NFL wanted from him. 
it's pretty exciting. Elsewhere in Vikings news on Wednesday, it was it was a busy day, I guess, for February, but a lot of it was really unsubstantiated rumors and conjecture and stuff. Uh, there was a Stefan Diggs tweet where he just tweeted a shrug emoji right after uh, Anthony Barr tweeted a bunch of emojis that elicited excitement, I guess. It kind of looked like, oh, maybe Anthony Barr is like signing a deal or maybe something's moving there. I wouldn't put too much stock into it. These guys subtweet cryptic, cryptic stuff all the time. Uh, Diggs, especially his tweeting style is always very cryptic. Sometimes he'll tweet out a rap lyric. Sometimes he'll just tweet out an emoji. I choose to believe that he just is like a very dramatic group of friends that always has have things going on. He's just subtweeting them all the time. Uh, but usually it's not good to put any stock into any of it. However, it wouldn't surprise me very much if Anthony Barr was tweeting about like a potential contract extension or something. The Vikings have expressed a ton that they want to get something done with him. Now, maybe that's not in the cards and both parties have kind of said like, hey, you know, we understand if it's not in the cards, like we understand that that's a possibility, but both sides do want to get a deal done. And I guess in watching the NFL offseason, when both sides want to get a deal done, a deal does tend to get done. So I wouldn't be entirely surprised. However, his weird cryptic tweet doesn't really move the needle for me at all. Uh, and then finally in Vikings news, uh, Adam Thielen's agent is rumored to be attempting to negotiate a pay raise, basically, for uh, Adam Thielen, an extension that would uh, facilitate a, a much bigger paycheck for him. And this makes a lot of sense. Adam Thielen is very underpaid. We talked about this a little bit in yesterday's show, but I didn't really go into it, and I think I probably should go into it in like greater detail. So he's making $5 million as opposed to Stefan Diggs' $15 million. And that's average per year, at least with what's left of their contract. So that's like a huge underpay, right? If you look at those two guys, they're very close in quality. And there's actually great debates over like which one of them is better. But either way, they should both be paid like in the same stratosphere, right? And Adam Thielen just like is not. So it makes sense for his agent to go and kind of say, hey, Vikings, you kind of owe my guy a little more money, right? Um, I wouldn't put too much stock into this because here's here's how this actually affects the team in a bad way. Either the team just agrees to pay Adam Thielen more money and like, yeah, fair, that might happen. And it might prevent the Vikings from going after like a, a better guard or something like that. That might happen and that might be a necessity to keeping like one of the best skill players in the NFL, let alone on the Vikings. But it's understandable if Vikings fans get a little nervous because, you know, we see these other situations around the league with like Antonio Brown and Lev Bell and even like maybe Odell Beckham where, you know, skilled players are getting dissatisfied with their contracts and then they're holding out and the team's digging their heels in and then it becomes this toxic thing and you lose the player. That would really suck to have happen to Adam Thielen. And it, like, makes sense, right? He signed his contract when his stock was way lower than it is now. So it makes sense for him to try to cash in on the dynamic last two years that he's had. But is he that kind of person, right? Yeah, like, he hasn't really made those waves, and he was pretty underpaid for most of his time before the contract that he's on right now. And he, he signed, like, a second-round tender where he got, like, $2 million. He's been pretty quiet about all that. And, you know, he kind of let his agent handle things, and he got a deal that made sense, I guess, at the time. Seemed like a reasonable, team-friendly deal at the time as well. And he hasn't said a peep this whole time, even though he could have said that after the 2017 season. He had an unbelievable year. He could have been like, pay me more, and he didn't. And now his agent is trying to, you know, do his job, to be fair, and, and try to get a little bit more money for his client. But if it gets to, like, holding out, I don't know if Adam Thielen is going to do that. He's a hothead on the field, but is he the kind of person that is like all about the paycheck off it? 
he wouldn't be wrong to be. He'd be within his rights to be. But will he? I don't know if he will. It's really, I'm 50-50. I actually have no idea. It'll be interesting to watch it all play out. Uh, but I am going to step away to a quick ad break, and when I come back, I will show you the absolute abomination of an off-season plan that I have in front of me. See you all in a minute. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. All right, we're back. Let's get into this monstrosity. So this is an idea that I've had for a long time, and I thought it'd be kind of fun for two reasons. One, I think it's hilarious to cut a fully guaranteed contract and just see how much damage it does, right? Like, let's throw caution to the wind and see, like, what this would do to the team. And two, I think this will help us uncover, like, sneaky ways to... to change cap and it'll it'll really create the desperation that we need to truly consider every option i think we can actually learn things about what the vikings can do to clear space and and how they can you know navigate the offseason and enter the draft in a spot where where like they have a chance to field a competitive football team so that's where we're going to take this we're going to cut Kirk cousins and then we're going to go all the way through free agency and you know take us all the way up to the night before the draft and say okay are we in a situation where the vikings are screwed and they need to fill like three dire needs in the draft if so i think we've failed and if they maybe have like one need or if they're in a spot where they can improve in a lot of spots in the draft but they've got options that's where i want to be so how can we get to a spot where they're like under the cap they can pay for the draft and the draft is like a doable thing where they don't have to like somehow get a million superstars. So first things first, we have to cut Kirky boy. So if you're unfamiliar, Kirk Cousins is being paid 29 million this year and he's being paid 31 million next year. All of that is fully guaranteed as has been widely reported and discussed, which means if you cut him right now, his entire contract gets accelerated into this season's salary cap, which means that $31 million gets added to the Vikings' salary cap. So over the cap, it actually changed by $300,000. They must have recalculated something. They currently have the Vikings at $7.2 million in cap space. So if you cut Kirk Cousins, you lose $31 million from that $7 million, and it leaves you with negative $23.8 million in cap space. So making $23.8 million, uh, $23 million in cap space actually isn't that hard. If you go back to the first mock offseason that I did, I actually managed to make like $32 or so million in cap space going into free agency uh, without really working that hard or like losing talent that wasn't easily replaceable. 
So we're gonna go through those steps first, but remember we have to get higher than 23.8 because we have to replace Kirk Cousins and everyone else we cut and also have money left over for the draft. So we have to work really hard to get through this. So from that 23.8, we can start with the easy stuff, the stuff that we've kind of already talked about a bunch. So the no-brainer is, is cutting Andrew Sandejo and Mike Rimmer. Sandejo has already kind of been replaced by Anthony Harris. He's expensive. He's going to be a backup, and he's older than Harris. Like, it, it makes a bunch of sense for a bunch of reasons. Mike Rimmers probably doesn't get his tackle job back, and the Vikings should probably look for a better guard than him anyways. So cut those two guys. You save $11.8 million. So already we're, e we're down to 12 to minus 12 even. We're doing all right. Uh, so we've also done a thing in the past with past off seasons where we convert Daniil Hunter's 2019 cap hit into a prorated signing bonus. Now with the Kirk Cousins cut, all of that money is shoved into the 2019 cap. So by 2020, we'll actually have a whole bunch more money. So I'm okay with kind of kicking a bunch of cans down the road because ultimately that's kind of what we have to do. We have to like take the money out of 2019 and shove it into 2020, which was made a whole bunch easier and like 2021 and beyond and stuff. So we take that Daniil Hunter, he's got a 9.9 .9 million in base salary right now, and we can convert that into a signing bonus. So he gets that whole paycheck in his lap and that 9.9 .9 gets divided over the, the next five years, including 2019. Uh, and then beyond. So that translates to 1.98 a year. We'll round up to two a year. So he's gone from 9.9 .9 million to 2 million. That's a really nice chunk of change to be saving. And that brings us to negative 4 million under the cap. If we want to be set for the draft, we only need to make 9 million more. And we're not even through the stuff that we've like already done in other mock off seasons. But here's where we're going to get a little bit crazy. So you, we've already discussed cutting Kyle Rudolph on this show. Uh, and I think that you can get a free agent of similar quality if on a cheaper contract. You could also restructure Kyle Rudolph and, and get him to take like a pay cut or whatever. Um, but I am going to, just because it's a little more interesting to look at the free agent tight ends, I'm going to cut Kyle Rudolph, save that $7 million. I'm also going to do something that I haven't talked about, something I do not agree with and definitely don't want to do, but there's a lot of that in this particular episode of Locked on Vikings. I'm going to cut Trey Waynes. The Vikings can afford to lose a cornerback. They have Mike Hughes, they have Mackenzie Alexander, they have Holton Hill playing pretty well. He has no dead money on his contract, and if you cut him uh, before his money becomes guaranteed, which is a few days after the new league year, you can save a little bit of extra money. After doing all that, we're sitting at positive $12.6 Unfortunately, this will not be enough to fill all the holes that we've already created, namely the quarterback hole, but we also need to replace Kyle Rudolph and we need to do some other things. Uh, I'm going to restructure Everson Griffin. I've already talked about that on this show, but to recap, essentially he has no guarantees on his deal, but he has a pretty big cap hit. That makes him a good candidate for a restructure where you lower the cap hit, but say we're going to guarantee a bunch of it and here's your stability, but we just can't pay you as much. Uh, that tends to be an easy negotiation with players. It's something the Vikings do a lot. You can shave off like $5 million from his cap hit and probably get away with it. So that would put us at 17.6 million. I'm also going to cut Riley Reef. This creates 6 million in dead cap, but it net saves us 5 million. He's making 11 million this year, so you get a net savings of 5 million. Uh, that is, again, not a financially prudent move because you need a new left tackle, 
and you just spent $6 million for a guy not to play for you, but we're very desperate because we just ate $31 million in dead cap. Screw it. What's another six? We are going to cut Riley Reef and try to find another left tackle on the market. Now, this doesn't actually help us unless that guy costs less than $5 million, which means we're probably looking at the bottom of the barrel, and it is not good, and that is definitely something we're going to have to kind of shove away to the draft. So my goal there is to just get somebody that could like feasibly be a starter and you can like get away with it and not look like you're tanking on purpose like that is the low bar that I'm setting for the left tackle here and then see if you can improve upon that in the draft uh and then finally the last move that I'm gonna make is uh one that hurts me very deeply and that's cutting Linval Joseph he actually has a contract that kind of behooves this it saves you enough money to bring you up to 29.6 million dollars that's just enough to get over what I want to do in free agency, uh, but it really stinks. We're going to have to get a new nose tackle, but here's the thing. Nose tackles are kind of replaceable in 4-3 defenses because really their only job is to be big and eat a double team. They don't typically get a lot of pressures, so the bar there is very low. They get a lot of run stops, but run stops kind of can be replaced by you know good linebacker play from like Eric Kendricks or whatever, or, or good edge play from a guy like Daniil Hunter. So it's something that I feel like the Vikings could probably weather. I hate it. I love Linval Joseph so much. I think he's one of the best nose tackles in the league, but you got to do what you got to do. And I think you can probably spend a little bit less at that position to allow you to spend more elsewhere. So I lied and I actually have one other thing that I need to do. This is a very difficult thing to pull off. I And, and I think that it's probably a bad deal for the Vikings, but I'm trading Adam Thielen. He's 30, but he's very good. Uh, and I actually think you could probably only get a second rounder for him. That's what the Steelers are asking for for Antonio Brown, so I feel like it makes sense. But if you trade Thielen for a second rounder, A, that helps you in the draft. Uh, and we've already kind of said we have some, we have a whole bunch of needs now, right? We need a nose tackle. We need a tight end. We need a left tackle. We might even need a cornerback to replace Trey Waynes, or at least like a depth corner. Uh, and if we trade Thielen away, we'll need a skill player anyways, which we already needed. But... Uh, we can get that contract off the books. We can get that possible need for an extension off the books. Obviously, we are not extending Anthony Barr or Sheldon Richardson, so we need to fill those two. So we have a lot of work to do, and we do end up having to trade Adam Thielen away. We'll get a second rounder in return. I don't think cutting him makes any sense, but I do think you could probably get a second rounder for him considering his performance in the last two years. So how's that for decimating the Vikings? It's not very good, but we are going to head into free agency and we are going to see if we can, how many of these needs we can fill and then maybe we can enter the draft with a, a prayer of fielding a competitive team in 2019 post-Kirk Cousins. So I'm going to step away for a quick ad break and then we will go through the whirlwind of free agency together uh, and then we will all hold hands and cry about what we've done to the Minnesota Vikings. See you all in a minute. All right, we are back. So let us try to pick up the pieces from the monstrosity that we have just made of what was formerly a pretty good Minnesota Vikings roster. Uh, but we don't care, burn it all. So let's enter free agency uh, and and deal with some of the holes that we've created. So I'm actually going to wait till the end on uh, quarterbacks, partially because I like the suspense of it and partially because I just put it to a Twitter poll uh, late in the night when I'm recording this of, of which quarterback we should actually go to because there's a few options and I think they'll actually come at like similar prices. So uh, I, I'm going to wait on that. But first, let's deal with the lack of extensions uh, from Anthony Barr and Sheldon Richardson. So as it stands right now, if we just let those guys go, we don't get anybody else in the draft or whatever, we would have Eric Wilson 
and probably like Jaleel Johnson starting at three tech, that's a pretty unfavorable situation. As good as Eric Wilson was in the season, he was not without flaws, and I think he's most at home as a backup right now. A very good backup, but a backup nonetheless. And I definitely don't think that he can like threaten as the pass rusher that Anthony Barr was. I think the the defense will like lose quite a bit. I've talked about this a bunch. I think they'll just lose this huge quality of clever blitzes and tricks and deception and stuff without Anthony Barr. And we have to at least make a concerted effort to replace that. So I'm actually going to go after Dion Buchanan. He comes from a really bad Cardinals defense, and but he was part of the good Cardinals defenses as well. Unfortunately, he doesn't match the style of Anthony Barr at all. He's not much of a pass rusher, and, and he had a pretty rough season in Arizona. So I do think that he'll come at a discount of $4 million a year. Uh, but he's a guy with starting experience who could feasibly be a starter. I think you're looking in the draft for someone better uh, if somebody falls to them at 18 or even at, like, number 50. I think you take him and hope that they can win the competition. Um, but he plays, like, middle and will linebacker. So he plays those – are, those are the linebackers that tend to be more about coverage and less about, like – taking on, you know, run stops or taking on tight ends in the pass rush and stuff. So I actually think you might uh, look for one of those guys in the draft and then say, all right, now we have three linebackers. Or you could even kick Eric Kendricks, who's probably the best pass rushing linebacker on the team without Anthony Barr, and put him at the same position and see how that works out, try a bunch of stuff in camp and all that. Um, but we are going to take on Dion Buchanan. Now, we actually have no defensive tackles right now because we didn't re-sign Sheldon Richardson and we cut Linval Joseph, so we have a lot of work there to do. Um, I am going to go after Danny Shelton and Brandon Meebane. And there's a reason that I picked that combination of people. Danny Shelton, who played for the Browns for a while, he was, I think he was a first round pick and, uh, he played for the, the Patriots this last year and Brandon Meebane, who was on the Chargers, both of those guys played a lot at both nose and three tech. So I think while neither of them are superstars and I'm getting them for a combination of 8 million a year, their versatility will allow Mike Zimmer to maybe cook up some blitz packages that actually help to recreate the pressure elements that you've lost by losing, you know, Sheldon Richardson and, and Lynn Vall and Anthony Barr. Uh, you'll have to get kind of creative, and I think that versatility of both of those players will be, like, hugely to our benefit. So moving on, we've helped to alleviate some of the burdens on the guys that uh, were unrestricted free agents that we couldn't re-sign, but now we, like, we've also cut a bunch of people, and we do have to, like, replace those people, right? Uh, so let's talk about guards first, because that's the offseason need that we went into the offseason with already, and then we made it worse by cutting Mike Remmers. Um, so I only, unfortunately, was able to grab one guard in free agency, and that's Zane Beatles. However, he ranked, he graded as the 35th best pass blocking guard, uh, this past season. Um, I think he's kind of under the radar. I actually think he's highly underrated, and I think the Vikings could actually get him for $2 million a year. That's probably a really conservative estimate. I bet he actually ends up going for a lot more. Um, but considering how underrated he is and, and considering that, I mean, he's not like a superstar guard like, like Roger Saffold. He was on a bad team and hopefully that under the radar underratedness allows the Vikings to get a pretty good deal. And maybe they could even get a deal where they backload it because remember, we just cleared a crap ton of space for 2020 and for 2021. So what we could do is like guarantee this year and then guarantee a bunch of next year to him and try to do this crazy backloaded contract with all of these guys. And, and I think that's reasonable enough justification for me to like 
deflate some of these cap hits a little bit and hopefully that makes things a little bit more possible but I would actually genuinely be happy with Zane Beatles as a Viking I think he would actually make a pretty good guard and he would be a pretty good deal I I would be totally fine if the Vikings picked him up and he ended up starting for us um I was also looking at re-signing Tom Compton and uh, Brian Witzman, who graced the roster for like two seconds. They'll both be free agents, and I think they'll both make for interesting depth. Uh, But unfortunately, I just have too many other holes to deal with, so I do have to kind of let the depth be really bad and and hope that something comes up in the draft. Um, But at least we've gotten to the point where we don't like 100% need, need, need a guard. We still do need a second guard. We only have one, like, reasonable starter right now i think right now we're starting like danny isadora or something so we do need one guard um but i i think that i'm okay with going into the draft with that if we like take a reasonable shot at fixing the rest of the problems so moving on we did cut kyle rudolph so we need a new tight end uh in past off-season mock things where i've cut kyle rudolph i went for jesse james i wanted to mix it up and go for somebody different i actually think jeff Huerman for the denver broncos kind of had like a low-key breakout season Um, but then he kind of disappeared off the face of the planet. I actually think he'll be a little bit underrated as well. And I think he can get him for 4 million a year. Um, checking in, we are at 28 million of cap space right now. After we cut Linval and Thielen and cut everybody else, we were at like 35 ish, I think 35 or 36 million. So we have a little bit left to go, uh, before, we have to start like setting aside money for draft picks. I think the standard that I've been using for all of these is, is five million for draft picks. So after Jeff Hewerman, that uh, and and the five million for draft picks, that leaves us with a cool one point five left to spend. And I'm going to spend it on a guy who I think is a horrible left tackle, Greg Robinson. So unfortunately, we just don't have very good options at left tackle anyways, unless you want to really splurge on Trent Brown. And we obviously can't do that because we're so up against it. So if you've been keeping track at home, you will notice that I've set aside 10 million for the quarterback position. So the free agents at quarterback right now that look at all interesting to me are Nick Foles, Terod Taylor, and of course, Teddy. So there's probably a a small chance that all three of those guys actually hit free agency. Sounds like Foles will. Uh, Terod Taylor might. Teddy probably won't. I would be really surprised if the Saints did extend him after spending the draft pick they spent on him. Um, But for the purposes of this exercise, let's assume that everybody who's scheduled to become a free agent becomes a free agent. Uh, There's also Josh McCown. He's the only other guy that like has a reasonable starter upside. But at his age and with the fact that most of the seasons he's played have been pretty bad, I'm not going to go after him. I actually advocated for him in the uh, the 2018 offseason to be to like pair with Teddy, but he shouldn't just be anointed as the starter. He should be a backup plan or like a contingency at best. So I think all of those guys, considering where their careers are at, considering that they were all just backup quarterbacks, but like maybe have starter upside, I think their contracts will all be the same. And I'm putting it at about 10 million a year. I'm sure there's a huge margin for error on that. I could be wrong by 5 million either way for any of these guys, depending on where they go, but I'm putting it at 10 million a year for now. And I really, I like couldn't decide which one I would go for. I mean, obviously I'm like super biased towards Teddy, right? I was a huge fan of his when he was here. I'm still a huge fan of his. He's an awesome player and I love rooting for him, but I didn't want to be like, oh, I love Teddy. Let's do Teddy. I wanted to like really consider the other options out there. And I think Nick Foles, if you can coach him properly, like Doug Peterson knows how to do, can be a really good quarterback. And and I think that's like Nick Foles in both of the last years in the playoffs has like proven that, right? When you ask him to just do the things that he knows how to do, just the reads he knows how to make, he can be very good. You can actually hear me talk about that kind of thing when I'm talking, if you go back to, to the previews and reviews of Eagles playoff games back in January. 
Um, and, and I also think that Tarod Taylor, who is unbelievably conservative, but still has a little bit of an improvisational element to him, could actually like fill the role and, and be a decent stopgap while the Vikings look for their long-term solution. Um, I, I think all of these guys would be interesting, but I couldn't decide. So I actually put it to a poll for you guys. I'm so sorry. I did this really quick because I wanted the poll to end before I was done recording. Um, but so I'm sorry if you all missed it, but I, I put it to a poll and surprise, uh, unsurprisingly, everybody just wanted Teddy. So we're going with Teddy. Uh, we're going to give him 10 million a year and he's going to return to the Vikings and be the quarterback again. So I'll tweet out a picture of like the 2018 to 2019 starter changes and, and accompany, accompany it when, uh, when I post this podcast in the morning. Um, but it is ugly. Like we got worse at a whole bunch of positions. But the lesson here is twofold, right? The first lesson is that it hurts a whole bunch to cut Kirk Cousins. And I don't think that's news to anybody. We all knew that Kirk Cousins' contract is just going to be played out as it was signed. And that's that. And then if he turns out and if things go better than they did in 2018, he'll be extended. But but that's a later conversation. And the second thing that we learned here is that there's a lot more we can do with this salary cap than I think we initially talked about. Because what I talked about initially was like, hey, yeah, you could cut like Sandejo and Remmers and guys that you like probably don't need or probably won't need, but you probably shouldn't cut guys, you know, like Kyle Rudolph or Trey Waynes because you're going to need them. You know, I, I advocated for cutting Kyle Rudolph just to upgrade at the position, but not just to, ca- to save cap space. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But given the desperation that cutting Kirk Cousins would create, it really a- allowed us to dig deep and look at, at what is actually available. If you cut Linval Joseph, you probably get worse at nose tackle. But is that the worst thing in the world? I mean, nose tackle, just like I said, they just kind of needs to be big and suck up double teams and, and, and like be in the way. They don't necessarily need the like pass rushing prowess or the explosiveness that you need from a three tech and edge rusher. You know, if, if you trade Adam Thielen, that really stinks. We love Adam Thielen, right? But you could probably get really good compensation. You could save money on the cap. It's like, it's an option if things get really hairy. They'll never get that hairy, and most of this stuff is just silly hypotheticals because it's mid-February. But it was interesting to look and see, you know, when we're really up against it, what can the Vikings do? What, what kind of stuff can they do, even if it hurts? So the team is obviously a lot worse uh, but it was possible. It sent us probably into a, a hellish tornado of rebuilding years, and there's no way that like Meg Zimmer and Rick Spielman come in on the other side of it. By the year 2022 in this scenario, we're probably a completely different team with completely different leadership. Uh, but it's possible without the team uh, like taking a draft pick penalty for going over the cap or whatever. It could be done, but it definitely shouldn't. And with that, I am going to uh, wrap up this episode of Locked on Vikings. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're still here by the end of this, I'm so proud of you for dealing with that absolute abomination of a plan. Uh, go vote in the pain bracket if this didn't hurt you enough, and I will see you all next week. Skull. Hey, Locked on Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked on Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Lockdown Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Lockdown Wild to your device every day.